greetings, everyone. This is a Sound Health radio show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is working on the soundhealthportal.com. If you'd like to know more about the Sound Health Portal, you can go to soundhealthportal.com. I suggest scrolling down and looking at the current campaigns. This is the best way to learn about the Sound Health Portal. You can sign up for a free account, choose one of the free campaigns, and a campaign is uh, the ability to you sign up for a free account, you choose your campaign. A campaign is free service that's available now, and some of them currently are neuroplasticity, fibromyalgia, and stem cells. I think Corona Conflict may still be up. And you sign up and you pick a campaign, one of those, or one of the others that are available because they rotate around. And then the system will guide you through doing 30 to 40 second recordings, vocal recordings, right from your computer. I do suggest having something like the Samsung Go mic, which is a really handy little pocket mic that works quite well. And since everybody's Zooming, get a Go mic. They're not horribly expensive. You can find them at soundhealthoptions.com in the store. And they just really make a difference in your audio quality, both for the intake of your voice for vocal work but also, in general, now that everybody's shouting at their computers, that's the Samsung Go mic. So you sign up for a free account. You pick your campaign. For example, I really like neuroplasticity because I like to know what's going on in my brain and how I can make that better and stay vital. And you do the two 30- to 40-second recordings, submit those, and then in a couple of hours, sometimes overnight, but usually within a couple of hours, You'll get a report in the mail, in the email, and I suggest reviewing that with a cup of tea because there's a lot of information. And if you have a healthcare practitioner who's open to it, you can take it to them and say, this seems to be a little low. My Krebs cycle seems to be off. Perhaps you can help me with that. That depends upon your practitioner. And if you want to know more about the Sound Health Portal, you can also go to soundhealthoptions.com click on classes, then scroll down to portal presentations. And there you can watch a webinar, an online webinar where Sherry has done a live recording with the charts and graphs. And it's really interesting to see the Sound Health Portal because one of the things that I know that Sherry's working on now is new ways to display the information because there is just thousands of data points. And to see it in a pie chart where it lights up and you know that this is the thing right there that you want to look at because sometimes if something's too low, it may be because you're not assimilating it or it's not available and or it may be too high and that's because it's stuck in the system and not getting used in the process, either methylation or any number of areas. But you can watch a demo where Sherry's doing a live intake and it's really great to watch the portal in action. To hear a replay of the show, you can go to Sound, the Sound Health radio page at soundhealthoptions.com. And at the top now, you'll see that we have a Stitcher or Pocket Casts. And if you click on either of those, you'll be able to find all the show replays. And or if on iOS or on Android, uh, on iOS, the app is called, the default app is called Podcasts. And on Android, the app is called Google Podcasts. If you go to either of those and search for either Talk to Me Guy, all one word, or Sherry Edwards, you'll find our pile of shows over 500 hours. And I'm also happy to say that now you can also find it by going to talktomeguy.com. And the most recent show will appear there in about 30 minutes after I press end here. And all the shows are there available as well. And you also have full show notes, and you'll be able to listen to it right from that page. And it works quite well either from mobile or tablet or computer. And if you'd like, you'll see a microphone on the lower right-hand corner of that page, talktomeguy.com. They're on all the pages. And if you have questions or a suggestion or any kind of comments you'd like to make, you can do it there. With that, Susan Bratton is Chair Emeritus of the AdTech Conference. She was both CMO and a member of the Board of Directors for an Anthony Robbins tech startup, as well as serving on numerous boards throughout her career. In 2009, Susan was honored as a Silicon Valley Woman of Influence by the Business Journal and as Top 10 Internet Pioneer by Ad Age magazine. 
In 2010, was bestowed the Lifetime Industry Achievement Award by DMG World Media. Susan's straight-talking, fearless approach is rooted in her personal experience of watching her sex life wither while she and her husband pursued dynamic careers. When their relationship hit a crisis point, the couple made a fierce commitment to do whatever it took to keep their family together and revive the passion in their marriage. Today, she and her husband have the kind of dream relationship most people long since stopped believing is even possible, until they discover Susan's teachings. Susan is CEO and co-founder, with her husband, of Personal Life Media. Through her company, Susan has authored 20 books, including Relationship Magic, The Passion Patch, and 30 Romance Tricks That Work Like Magic, as well as her international number one Amazon bestseller, Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials for Connected Sex. Susan joins us to talk about coming back from COVID. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Richard. Great to be with you this morning. Thanks so much for having me on. This is the first time I'm really sharing this entire journey of recovering from COVID, and I would say I'm still recovering, but I am coming back to the Susan Bratton that I know and love and everyone else does. She went missing for a year. She went away. What happened? Is she okay? Has anybody seen Susan? We haven't heard anything from her because (laughs) your your presence is so vital and vibrant. So when it's gone, it's like, wait, there's a blip in the force, man. What's going on? Something's (laughs) off. There was a blip in the force, but the force is returning. (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations. And Thank you. when, I guess I'll start here because it's an obvious start point. When did you know you had COVID or did you feel badly and then you discovered you had COVID? A lot of people who got it early, I got COVID in March of 2020, early March. I was actually, I was actually exposed on February 28th. What's the date today? February 28th. This is this is the one wow. year anniversary wow, of my COVID man. exposure. Wow. I know. Crazy, huh? That's the serendipity of the two of us, I think. Yeah. Um, I think so. And I didn't know I I didn't know I was exposed. And about um, 5 days later the fr- it was funny because I do want to tell this part of the story, which is that my husband and I saw COVID coming. We were watching the news from China, and we were noticing what was going on. And we live in the Bay Area, where there's a lot of traffic to and from China. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, there's a pandemic coming. There's a virus spreading. We need to go to ground. We need to get, we need to get our supplies laid in. But, you know, what we wanted to do was save our employees and our family and our friends and our child first. So we spent about, this was early February, we spent about a month giving all of our employees one month's complete household food for everyone in their home, not just themselves, but for a lot of our employees, they have family living with them, older family members and things like that. We have a globally distributed team. And so we said, send us an email. How much money does it take to run your household for a month if you had to go and lay in supplies for a whole month and have everything you need not to, get, not to leave the house, dog food, buy some chickens, whatever you need to do? How much is that? And we wrote out those checks for all our employees. And we said, we want you to quarantine starting March 1st. And then we'll let you know when we think it's safe to come out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And because our, our employees are our family. They are our family. We've been with them for a dozen years. So then we worked on our kid and got her situated. She was pretty easy, but we actually had to, my husband called my daughter's college and talked to the Dean and said, Harvard's shut down. Yale has shut down. Stanford has shut down. When are you shutting down? When are you going to close down the school? And the dean was like, yeah, I really need to do it, don't I? And he said, you, you must do it. Like, my kid's not coming back to school, but you really, you'll have blood on your hands, basically. And the next day they shut down her school. Uh, we had a, the hardest time with our elderly parents. They're stubborn. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And it took us a long time to convince them to lay in food. And we taught them how to use Instacart <laughs> Wow! and get their food delivered and all that kind of stuff. And then we went and got our food and canned goods and supplies and laid it in. And we shut our door on March 1st and we went into quarantine. We quarantined ourselves in our home. Now, that's easy for us because we work from home and we have for 15 years. It's not as easy for other people, but we did it. The day before we went into quarantine, we saw our best friend who is a professor down in Santa Clara at uh, De Anza College. And he came for dinner and we said our goodbyes and said, you know, we don't know when we'll see you next. We'll see what's going on, but we've all got to keep each other safe. Well, he had COVID and he didn't know it. And five days later, he had the worst flu of his life. And then ten, eight days later, we were so sick, so sick. And we didn't know right away that we had COVID. We really thought maybe we just had a flu. We weren't sure what it was like because it was interesting. At the time, they were talking about, you know, really just ventilators and lungs collapsing and filling up. And, you know, it was really thought about as a lung disease, but our issues were gastrointestinal, like incredible mm-hmm. diarrhea, stomach pain, deep malaise. Um, we didn't have the short yet. We didn't yet have the shortness mm-hmm. of breath, the heart palpitations, things like that. I didn't lose my smell first, you know, in the first round of COVID, if you will. And so uh, it dawned on us that we had COVID and my husband bounced back within about 10 days. I began feeling better within three weeks and I started back to work and um, I was pushing hard for a launch of a particular thing we were doing and I ground myself down and all of a sudden I lost my sense of smell. The diarrhea came back. I got sick and I had to go to bed again. So essentially, one of the things that I think happens with COVID, having had it, is that you can have it and you can have flare-ups of it. It wouldn't surprise me in the long term that we find that COVID is a virus that hides under a biofilm and reappears when our immune system is down, very similar to things like herpes viruses. It will not surprise me to find that COVID stays in our bodies for a very, very, very long time and can reactivate because I had a reactivation, not a re-inoculation because I didn't leave the house. So I think that's an interesting thing. The second thing is that my husband never got the, the, second, the secondary infection, but by the secondary infection, I got all the symptoms that you would normally assume you have, such as shortness of breath my heart banging in my chest, extreme dizziness, inability to walk, horrible fatigue. Um, the, the, and it wasn't a loss of a sense of smell. That's another misnomer that I see out in the world reporting a lot, which is that people think you lose your sense of smell when actually most COVID long haulers report or, or COVID, you know, COVID people, people who get COVID report that their sense of smell is, is messed up. Like they smell, for me, for example, what I smelled was like a, a, a petroleum gasoline chemical smell. All <laughs> I could smell for weeks was gross chemical gas smell. And if you hate toxins and you know anything about how bad toxins are for your body like I do, the last thing you would be smelling is some horrible chemical you know is just like rotting your brain, you know, like butane or something. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That sounds like a bad you know, Rod Serling stepping out of a closet. That would drive me mad. Oh, it's wow. Insanity. It, wow. It's insanity. And the thing is, too, that, you know, your blood pulse ox falls, you know, and then you're gasping for breath and you're wondering, oh, shit, is this it? Am I going to have to go to the hospital? Am I going to die? Am I going to be on a ventilator? Am I going to make it? And so you are you are dealing with your own mortality you are, it is, you're very afraid because you don't know when you're going to take a turn for the worse. Now I ended up not having to go to the hospital. I really don't want to have to ever step foot in a hospital for any Mm -hmm. reason. So we had, my husband bought me an oxygen concentrator. And I think that's one of the best things you can have in the era of COVID in your house. 
And uh, he also bought me a blood pulse oximeter. Nice. And that's a cheap little thing. I mean, I think they cost like, I don't know, less than $20. You get them on Amazon. You put it on your finger and it tells you your blood oxygen saturation so you can see if it's falling down. And I'll tell you, when my blood ox fell below whatever, 96 or something, which is nothing, I felt terrible. The people Mm -hmm. who are walking around with their blood pulse ox in the 80s and 70s, how are they even walking around? (laughs) I couldn't get out of bed when I got below 96. I could hit 95 and I was like, true, on oxygen, you know? I want to say a word for a minute about uh, oxygen concentrators. I'm very familiar with them from when I was designing water purification systems using ozone. We'd use an oxygen concentrator to feed oxygen to the ozone generator because it increased the output. And it's just a machine that uses what is called a molecular sieve to concentrate the oxygen. So it's just a machine that sits in the room and kind of purrs that draws ambient air through the molecular sieve and concentrates all the oxygen. And you can use it in a cannula. You can use it for any bazillions of reasons. And, and I'm with you. If I had something like COVID, that would be, after the pulse oximeter, that would be number two thing that would be awesome to have to be able to go just strap that thing on your nose. Yeah. Yeah, and I also did nebulization of hydrogen peroxide. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My doctor, one of my many doctors, I have half my friends are doctors and I have my own doctor. (laughs) So I take input from everywhere. I think everybody's got interesting angles on things. But I did a lot of hydrogen peroxide nebulization during the time of the, when I could tell that the COVID was really going after my lungs. Mm-hmm. In the hopes that I was tamping down the viral replication. That's another thing that I think is going to be interesting is the antivirals that are going to come out of this experience of COVID. Well, and I, I want to pause for a moment. And, and knowing you, we've done shows before talking about your primary, one of your primary fields of expertise, you have a lot of them, but being a sex expert, and we've done a show talking about sexual vitality as a biomarker of health. Yes. And so, A, you have a boatload, I almost used a bad word, a boatload of people at your resource that you've been talking to for decades. Yeah. And I would imagine that you and your husband are pretty healthy by lifestyle. It's not like you oh. have a, do you, I mean, do you have some kind of, did you, have you had some immunosuppressive pre-existing condition that might've caused you or opened a portal, so to speak, for you to get it again versus your husband not getting it again? You know what I think, you know why I think I was so susceptible to it? I'm, my body mass index is excellent. My uh, cardiovascular system is excellent. I'm healthy, fit, uh, on top of my game. Um, you know, I, I eat organic food. Um, I don't drink a lot. I don't, I mean, I'm just a super healthy person yeah. functioning and operating at a very high level. And it, and this, COVID leveled me. Why? A couple of reasons. Here's what I think it actually is. And it's so fascinating. I had to give up gluten when I was 50. My doctor, who is still my doctor now, wonderful guy, Dr. Morgan Camp. He, I went to him and I said, I feel like I'm, I'm really aging quickly right now. And I'm, I'm having exhaustion. I'm having trouble getting up the stairs, my knees, my joints ache, and I'm starting to get acid reflux, Mm. having trouble sleeping through the night. And he said, that is most likely a gluten intolerance. I would imagine what you have is some kind of food insensitivity. I want you to cut out corn, wheat, soy, dairy, and peanuts for two weeks. And then I want you to slowly add them back in. I cut them out for two weeks and started feeling a little better. And the minute I added wheat back in, I felt terrible again. And he said, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a a gluten allergy. And I'm not a celiac, but at this point I am. You know, at this point I have the same immune response to wheat as someone who was born with celiac disease. 
Um, I grew up eating bagels and pasta and grilled cheese sandwiches and toast for breakfast and cereal and muffins and, you know, pizza and sandwiches. And when when you stop eating wheat and you look back at how much of the food that you consume is a little bit of something in a wheat on a wheat substrate of some kind, it's really shocking. And, you know, if you've read the books like Grain Brain and Wheat Belly, they explain how the glyphosate-ridden, mm. the, the glyphosate-imbued wheat, diatomated wheat begins to create an autoimmune disorder in your own body. Your body's attacking your own body when it's trying to actually deal with this chemical-laced, broken, modified grain. So I have, for the last decade, been working on reversing the dysbiosis that comes from the wheat injuries. And what was telling to me is that my husband was never a big sandwich eater or like he, he was basically a meat and vegetable guy and he liked his potato chips. He didn't eat a lot of sugar and he didn't eat a lot of wheat. It was me that ate the sugar and the wheat. And I Hmm. think that's where, and we've been together this year, it'll be 30 years that Tim and I have been together, married for 27, together for 30. So we've lived half our lives together eating basically the same stuff. Only his plate was filled with a lot more meat and vegetables and mine was filled with a lot more breads and sweets, which I think is also a very female-oriented thing, probably driven by some estrogen pathway that makes you want more sugar than the typical guy. I just see women much more addicted to their pastries than men, generally across the population. So I think there's something there. But I think what happened was that the COVID didn't go into my lungs. It went into my gastrointestinal system because I started out already at a deficit from a lifetime of being becoming sensitive to wheat and the glyphosates in it. And just this morning, a friend of mine in, I think he's Irish. I mean, I talk to doctors. All, my friends are doctors all over the world at this point. Um, he sent me this very interesting paper uh, by a woman who's actually a TED speaker who says that she believes that the, her name is Dr. Stephanie Seneff. She's a senior research scientist at MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and she's published over 200 peer-reviewed papers in scientific journals. She's done a TED Talk, and her focus is on the role of toxic chemicals and micronutrient deficiencies in health, and this paper that she wrote explains this metabolic issue that happens when COVID hits the system of countries that use glyphosates in their food supply and, and why countries such as Vietnam have very low death incidences. She said it's, it's not necessarily the obesity that, that, that begat the diabetes and the cardiovascular disease, it actually starts with the glyphosates, which create the, the, the obesity, which creates that. She's just like, you're missing the first step, which is the, it's the toxin that creates the obesity. It's in the food supply. And I thought, geez, that's so interesting because I had had an inkling that the reason I got hit pretty hard and it was gastrointestinal is mm. that that was my weak spot. And that's where the COVID could come in and flourish. And then, of course, it's a vascular virus. So it runs along the endothelial system, which is the smooth muscle tissue lining your blood vessels, veins, arteries, etc. And that's how it runs rampant throughout your body. And when it does, and it runs rampant, what it does is it hooks on the ACE2 receptors all over your body, your kidneys, your liver, your heart, your lungs, your ovaries, your testes, And because your entire skin as an organ is a vascular system, it's, it's holding all that, sending all that blood around through that, uh, the skin system. One of the things that also happened was that one of my symptoms was that I wrinkled up. I I Mm. detonated my skin, 
literally, I would go outside because one of the few things that helped me during this time, and I want to talk about the things that helped me, the things I did, what did I do? What did I do that helped me? What did I do that was a waste of money? Because I threw about, I'm going to say $30,000, $40,000 worth of my cash against getting right. better this year. I and bet. so I did some very expensive treatments and I did some super cheap stuff. And some of the, che- some of the cheapest things were the best things that I did. But some of the expensive things, but not all of the expensive things were the things that helped me. But when I would go outside on my deck to get sunshine every day, which was the single cheapest thing that helped me recover, was making my skin produce more vitamin D. Mm -hmm. I would go out there with a skin brush and I would brush myself from head to toe every day because my skin literally peeled off like snake skin for about three months. And in the paper that Dr. Stephanie Seneff wrote, she said that one of the things that happens is this metabolic process with the intracellular matrix that somehow affects hyaluronic acid. And if you know about hyaluronic acid, you know that one of the things that it does is it holds, it holds moistures in the cells of your skin. So your hyaluronic acid ratios get all screwed up by COVID and your skin desiccates. Now I've been able to restore it a bit and I've been doing some restoration procedures like PRP, platelet-rich plasma, directly topically applied to my skin to fix it. That's one of those expensive but worth it things I would put in that category because I'm vain. I love to be, be, I am a beautiful woman and I want to stay that way yep. till the day I die at every age and every, she was a beautiful corpse. She was a stunning corpse. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be a stunning corpse. For sure. Yeah, my mother is 83 now, and she's still stunning, you know? So we've got mm-hmm. it in us, us, us girls, us, us girls in our line. <laughs> yeah, so um, the, the glyphosate, and it hit my gut, but then it went throughout my body, and I had, you know, most of the symptoms that you find. There's like 40 symptoms of COVID, and you can have some of them worse than others. And I think the reason why people in Wuhan got the hit on the lungs and why we so early thought it was more of a lung issue is because if you've ever been to China, you know, you can barely breathe the air. It's mm-hmm. just thick and polluted and they smoke like chimneys. So of course they're going to have more sensitivity around lung issues where we're going to have more sensitivity around these, you know, gut issues and the dysbiosis and the glyphosate will affect so many people in America have autoimmune issues from these kinds of problems. I want to jump in for just a moment. I've interviewed Stephanie about a half dozen times and I adore her. Oh yeah. 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 She's one of she's one of my people. She's one of my people. Like, oh no, I will email her to go. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So no, I I I love her. And two things is that one, she's a huge advocate of vitamin D, but she's a huge (laughs) advocate of vitamin D sourced from the sun. She feels that getting it from the sun is more effective, and we've slightly argued about that. But I understand the why. Um, and or the thing also about the glyphosate is how the glyphosate now that glyphosate is everywhere it's in, you know I live in Sonoma County in wine country and the organic wines mm-hmm. are showing glyphosate breast milk has glyphosate I mean it's just everywhere <laughs> they might as well just give it as a drug and that sets up the gut because it acts as an antibiotic in the gut so it's destroying our own microbiome so not only yeah. are we destroying the earth's microbiome we're then eating the foods because we're now we're also spraying glyphosate right before we harvest food as a desiccant yum so we're just set up for illness in this country to have this so i i think that's interesting what you're extrapolating out about wuhan having horrifically frightening air quality and they yeah. would have bronchial conditions. And here we're having a lot of gut conditions. You're the second or third person that is, I've talked to that's had COVID that had the gut kind, shall mm-hmm. I call it, versus yeah. the bronchial kind. Because mostly what we hear, just exactly what you said, is bronchial. But no, there's a different version because we have bad gut-itis in America. We do. We do. Yeah. All right. That so was that's it. why that was I just think my I mini rant. It. Yeah. Well, it's just so funny that you knew, that you know her so well. You know, you and I, we just whatever it is, you and I are just on some kind of wavelength, the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we? It just always it surprises me how how much I don't know how much we vibe with each other. Yeah. 
we're kindred spirits, even though we don't talk on a regular basis. We're very like, oh, of course you are. I don't know. I feel like I talk to you on a regular basis. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's good. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to I want to go back to a term you used, which we don't hear much, is long haulers. And the reason that I I want to clarify that is because the first time I heard that phrase, I think of there's a gentleman who's been at every show I've ever done here who's a long hauler. He's a truck driver. Mm-hmm. So that's when I heard it. I thought truck drivers, and I was like, oh, truck drivers, what? But talk about that for a moment because you were a long hauler. Yeah, long hauler is one of the many word, one of the many phrases used for uh, people who get COVID and they can't get better. And there's a lot of us out there, and people who are sick for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months, a year, and counting. There are I'm getting better because of all of the things that I've done to get better. But there are a lot of people who do not have the doctors, the healthcare, or the money that I do to to do these things that I've done to try to fix the damage that COVID has wreaked on my system. So there are a lot of people sicker than I am for longer than I am. I am finally, I still have to rest a lot and, but I'm now able, yesterday I went out and I, I rode my mountain bike, but it was an, I have an electric mountain bike. (laughs) So I have a little assist, but I've gotten out and I can move around now, but not every day. I can't even exercise every day. I can't even get out and go for a walk some days. Hmm. So I do what I can do. Right. But I ref- but but this is the interesting thing. Uh I read you know there's there's long haul groups on Facebook, Slack, um if you just look, if you just google long haul covid, uh you can get into any any of these groups with these great discussions and everything. But uh it's funny because I saw somebody recently post, you know, I think we're just going to have to adjust what our our sights on what what we can do now that we have covid long haul. And I thought uh, knock yourself out, but I'm getting not only better, but I'm building back better like Joe Biden. Screw that. COVID is yeah. not going to ruin my life. I will continue to pursue optimal health because I believe in regenerative medicine. I believe that you can do anti-aging and you can also expand your health span and regenerate lost function through things like what I mentioned earlier, PRP as an example. Really a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And let's look at the list of I, – I had a bunch of questions, but instead I'll just ask you because it's you. Uh, some of the things that were expensive and non-effective for you. Let's start with yeah. that list. Well, the most expensive thing that I did that I cannot quantify any benefit from is I had an, a, an exosome – IV and intranasal um, flush. Um, And exosomes are kind of in the stem cell category. And I had an IV of something like, I don't know, 70 million exosomes. And those are supposed to go in and give my cells the ability to kickstart repair, to actually regenerate damaged tissue and cells. So in the getting better, what happened for me was, if you, if you just think about it, one year. So this is one year today. I can't believe it's one year today. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's funny because I was just talking with my girlfriend on the phone this morning uh, on Messenger. We video, we video chat each other in the morning. And I was uh, saying to her, I was telling her about a new product I'm coming out with. Um, I'm working on this anti-anxiety CBD supplement. And I told her I was working with my formulator and I was finally, uh, we finally got to a price point that I felt like I could afford without sacrificing any of the quality of the formulation. We figured out to put it in one capsule and and did all these different things. And I was like, I'm so excited to launch a new product. I'd love to launch new products. And I'm like, oh, mama, I am coming back. Like just me even having the ability to think about formulations, call people on the phone, be excited about my future, have that, you know, like that desire to do new things. I didn't have that for the last year. That's literally come back within the last couple of weeks. I had this massive breakthrough that got me off the floor because I basically got sick and I was knocked to my bed 
And I was dizzy and exhausted. I could barely walk. I had to hold on to the walls to get to the kitchen to get myself a glass of water uh, mm-hmm. for, for months. Tim is such a gem. He took such good care of me, Richard. My God, that man ran the whole business without me. All our employees stepped up and everybody took care of me and loved me through this thing. And it was so incredible. But the, the, the piece that really helped me because I was bouncing along the ground, bouncing along the ground. I'd mm-hmm. get a little up for a couple of days and fall back down. I couldn't get up. But the one thing that really made the difference was about in December, and it's, it's the end of February now. In December, I took an organic acid test. And the organic acid test my my doctor got it. And it was funny because two of my doctors ordered organic acid tests, one from Great Plains and one from Genova. I didn't even realize they were the same tests. When they tell me to get tests, I just get the tests. I just give the blood, get the tests, give them the data they need, you know, because they're trying to help me out. And I said to my doctor, Morgan, I was like, so how do you read this thing? He's like, I wish I could read this better. I really, I'm, I just don't know enough about this test. Do you want to hire Dr. Dan Kalish? He works with Robert Lord, the inventor of the test. And what his business is, is teaching doctors how to read the damn test. And wow. we can, we can get a, um, we can get a one hour appointment with Dan and I'll be on, you'll be on, it'll be a zoom and he'll, interpret the test for us so I can help you get better to the next level. And I think, and I was like, we should do this with $750 for the one hour thing. And honestly, I don't think most people can even get that appointment because my doctor is friends with him. So he would do it for him. It was like more doing it for my doctor than doing it as, I, I mean, he just doesn't have enough time in the day to read everybody's organic acid test. That's why he's teaching the doctors how to do it. So Here's what has gotten me out of bed and onto blog talk radio, talking to talk to me guy and sitting up and feeling good and thinking about my life again. And it was that when you read the organic acid test, essentially what he does is he looks for what's broken in your biochemistry. Essentially what that test does is it tells you what your, what's working and what's not working, what you're deficient in, where the areas of problem are. And it turns out, and I don't think, so one of the things about me is that I know is that I am the opposite of unique. I am my own unique entity for sure, but I'm really just like everybody else. I'm not unusual. I'm just paying attention to things ahead of where most people are putting their attention and then telling people how to do things because I go out to the future and bring it back to them. That's kind of a thing I do. Mm-hmm. Mostly I do that around orgasm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it's about COVID, right? And, you know, so d- dysbiosis and the fact that I had the gut thing and the fact that it was glyphosate and the fact that, you know, that's why I got hit so hard. I think that's a lot of people's problem. And so the organic acid test, what it turns out is he was like, well, your neurotransmitters look fantastic. Oh, my God, your lipid profiles are beautiful. Watch your saturated fats a little bit. You know, (laughs) Morgan was like, well, I've been telling her to eat more red meat lately. So maybe we do need to back off on that. He was trying to get my protein levels up like he intuitively knew Mm. that I needed more protein to build back from being ill. But he said, here's where your problems are. Number one, you're a poor methylator. And Uh, you were talking about this right at the beginning of this segment. You were literally teeing me up to talk about this. He said, you know, and I said, right, I have the MTHR, MTHFR uh, genetic anomaly. So I'm, I'm really a poor methylator. I can't methylate B vitamins very well. And um, he said, and you've got some dysbiosis issues. I currently see that you have some candida overgrowth, a little H. pylori, and you have Giardia. And you're not going to get better until you fix your gut. And I had gone to Santa Fe in October to get the the exosomes and the PRP. And New Mexico has a Giardia problem. They've got beavers upstream of their water supplies. And they have a Giardia problem that they don't deal with. And I think I got Giardia because in November and December, my gut, and January, my gut ached inside. And that was one of the things holding me back from getting better was I was having gut problems in addition to COVID. So he said, you know, you've got to fix dysbiosis, number one, because you're not getting vitamin absorption. But he said, what I see here is very, very clear. The Krebs cycle, 
your Krebs cycle is broken. You are missing tryptophan, methionine, uh, vitamins B1, 2, and 3, and you don't have enough arginine. And it's interesting. I don't take arginine. I make my own blood flow supplement, an organic blood flow supplement made out of citrulline and nitrates from spinach, from real fermented foods. So I get my, I get my nitric oxide from my flow product, which is citrulline because I have herpes. And so I don't want to take Mm. arginine. So I really always avoid it. You know, I'm a lysine taker, but I don't take arginine. And so he said, here's what we're going to do. I want you to start taking, you have to take the lysine to counteract it, but I want you to beef up your arginine, take the, your low in tryptophan, you're low in these three B vitamins. Was there something else or something? But he said, basically, if you think about ATP production, that's where your cellular energy, that's where your battery is inside your cell. It makes ATP and the ATP is what fuels your energy. You have told your doctor for months now going on a year that you feel like every day you wake up and you forgot to charge your cell phone of your body, that you're always on red, that you never get into the green. You never even get one bar of green. And the problem is that you have had what is called mitochondrial retraction. COVID whacked your mitochondria and killed off so many cells in your body that had your energy production that you are. And now you can't make more, you can't replace your, you can't do mitochondrial biogenesis. You're not able, you're not getting the components of the wheel of the Krebs cycle. You need to have all the components of the wheel or the wheel can't turn. So you are dealing with the whacking you took and can't recover because you're not making new mitochondria. You're not, your mitochondrial biogenesis is not working. Your Krebs cycle is broken. You are low on ATP. So what I want you to do is I want you to start taking these things you're missing based on the organic acid test. And I want you to start pounding amino acids. And I want all 17, mm-hmm. not the eight or nine essentials, all of them. You got to get all, you've got to basically flush your system four grams in the morning, four grams at night. Mm. By the way, I want to say that if you're listening to me talking about this, my problem is not your problem. Get your own doctors, get your own tests. Don't do what I am doing. It's not going to fix you. What I am saying is you have to follow the path of what's broken in your body to fix it. And the organic acid test is a Rosetta Stone to what micronutrients are not working and what systems biochemically are broken in your body that you should fix. But within four days, Richard, four days, four days of amino acids and some arginine and some tryptophan and some B123, and I was starting to feel better after a year of struggling. That's amazing. Isn't that the coolest story you've ever heard? I mean, like how great is how great is the data and the access we have to information now? The, I mean, and imagine when it's all hooked up to AI and we just go give blood or literally we probably won't even have to give blood in the future. You know, there's going to be something else. It's not going to be Theranos, but, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna, you know, we're going to have we're going to have some way that we can get this data into an AI machine and it's going to spit out a personalized vitamin for us. That'll fix our broken parts. <laughs> it'll spit out. It'll spit out a 3D printed little packet of like breast strips. But instead of breast strips, it'll be a full spectrum of all of the micronutrients you need to re- bring back all of your systems. Like here, yes. take ten of these for a, you know a month and uh, see us in uh, six months. It'll be, it'll be, so it'll be amazing. I mean, and, and part of you know when I work with Sherry, that's part of the work that always amazes me with her work is. The ability to find out things, that's why I was talking about the pie chart earlier in the intro, Yeah. to be able to see it and go, boom, there's the thing right there in the middle that's causing your Krebs cycle or your mitochondria not to get the energy they need. And if we help tweak that and get that back into the thing, it really can be amazing what can occur. And that's what happened with you. You got the work up to give you the information and get the micronutrients that your body needed to start its own cascade reparations. Of, of reparations yes. for the mitochondria to go, wow, we're being supported again. Look, we're pretty energy. Go team, go. Yep. And, and the full spectrum amino acids, which one of the first full, full spectrum amino acid formulas I ever 
used was by uh, was designed originally by somebody in Mill Valley, Julia Ross. No way! Who, oh yeah, she wrote uh, Mood Cure, right? Yeah, yeah, and Diet Cure. I love and, that book. That is one of the best books ever written in the history of humanity. Mood Cure. I agree. She's incredible. And that, and that was one of her things with people who are out of her work. Uh, for people who don't know, is about amino acids, and she loves dealing with people because they'll bring them into the office and do a two-hour workup with them and actually give them tests and watch them go, wow, I haven't felt that in five years. It's really, well, it's amazing work. That brings me, see, this is the perfect, this is why we're so good together. I love you so much because that brings me to NAD IVs. Because one of the things that she said is that most people, you know, what she was really good at was uh, alcohol and drug recovery. Yes. And yeah. fueling the body with what was missing because the people who were who became alcoholics or were addicted to some sort of drugs were really just people who didn't feel well and the drugs made them feel better. Right. And she, when she brought that compassionate, sympathetic approach to you're not wrong, you're not broken, you just are missing some things you need to feel good. And mostly what she did was honestly was vitamin therapy. And mm-hmm. she would cure people of their, you know, so-called addictions. And yeah. um, what, uh, what people are doing now for drug addiction is taking her work and carrying it forward with NAD IVs. Mm. And that's one of the other modalities that I did. I have had a couple of NAD ID, IVs. And where I couldn't tell that the exosomes did anything, although I believe that they did in all honesty, though I wish I had done them after I got my Krebs cycle working, because I think the system would have been optimized for reparations if I was actually producing, you know, more new cells, I would have been able to fuel the benefits of exosomes better. So I would, if I did it again, they're very expensive. I I just think I'm, you know, I'm honestly, I'm kind of sick of going to the doctor and doing stuff to my body. And I just need to. I just need to live a little. I just need to get my life back. I've lost myself. I really went through a depressing existential crisis thinking that I was no longer going to be the Susan Bratton trusted intimacy wellness expert to millions doing YouTube videos and, you know, shining my light on the universe. Like it whacked me down to the point where I was not sure I would ever get back to myself. And, and, and in the lull, I am actually reconsidering who I want to show up as in this next era of, I, I'm in another, I'm crossing the chasm of redefining how I want to show up in the world and give my gifts because I've had a one year break to, I was too sick to even contemplate it. I'm just now starting to contemplate what that is, but there are silver linings in illnesses and they do give you a pause for reconsideration of what you're doing when you're not doing what you used to do and you can't do it anymore. What, what do you want to do? Let's make sure you make good decisions about that. Uh But the NAD was interesting because it's used a lot now for resetting alcoholics and drug addicts as a part of the modalities of vitamin therapy that um, Julia uh, did so beautifully in the mood cure and the NAD perked me up, but it only perked me up for the next day. And that's where I knew that there was something not working because you should be able to have a series of NAD IVs. I did, I did 10 path ozone. I wasn't ready for that. It didn't really help. It wasn't, I think that the ozone seems to, at least for me in my manifestation of COVID to be um, better off if I'd had like bloodborne parasites or things like that, or maybe the COVID running around in my system at the time. Like maybe it's really good when you're in the throes of the replication of the virus coursing through your blood. But once it's either gone into hiding or you have eradicated, and I think it's the former, not the latter, um, I'm not sure the ozone was as effective as other things, but what was effective, more effective than NAD, more effective than the ozone was hyperbaric oxygen. Mm. I did... Mm -hmm. I did something like, I'm, I'm getting on up to 100 hours of being in a tank now. Wow. 100 boring, tedious, <laughs> miserable wow. hour after Yeah, people hour don't talk about that part. Like, of what? Lying there, trapped wow. in a oh, tank. Man. And you oh. don't want to get out? You don't yeah. get out. It takes no. 20 minutes to come back up to the surface. Yeah. You're under a hundred, you know, a hundred feet of pressure. Yeah. You don't, you don't just go knock, knock, knock. I need to get out. You're, you're freaking stuck in there. <laughs> it takes extreme patience. I practiced 
Taoist breathing. Uh, I don't know if you right. know, oh, what's his name? He wrote um, The Tao of Sexual Energy. Uh, Bruce Francis. He's mm-hmm. a Marin guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, practiced his, I practiced his breath work while I was in that tank and watched all of the, uh, all the movies I could stand. Movies are so horrible. They're all full of violence and negativity, and it's just almost impossible to find any decent movies that are uplifting or provide positive value to your life. But, you know, you do the best you can. But hyperbaric, fueling, so pushing oxygen deep into your system so you can heal is one of the things that made a difference. And one of the things that happens with COVID is as it runs along the vascular system, it, your brain, so you've got your, you've got your skull and you've got the gray and white matter inside your skull. And the white matter is the, is like your hard drive where you store the information. And the gray matter is like the internet connections between the different storage areas. And all of that is wrapped and held in by something called the meninges. And the meninges are kind of like flooring that has multiple layers. You know, it's got the the vinyl layer and the fake wood grain layer. It's like pergo flooring. You know, it's got the spongy layer and it's got the layer that sticks to the mastic. And so your meningeal layer inside your brain that's holding all your gray and white matter in has these different laminate levels. And it gets swollen. It gets inflamed by COVID. COVID comes up into your brainstem and it inflames. It runs through the blood supply and the vascular system and it inflames your brain. So in addition to having total body exhaustion, which gives you neurofatigue, I had brain swelling. And the only thing that gets in there is hyperbaric because you literally are forcing oxygen up into your brain. So I took a lot of herbs. Um, I drank a tea that had a lot of herbs to drain my brain, traditional Chinese Mm. medicine, Ayurveda, that would literally drain my brain. And I did a lot of uh, chiropractic to the atlas and the cranium to set it right so that the fluid could drain out. I took pycnogenol, which is actually mm-hmm. tannin from French maritime pine. It's, it's, it's a polyphenol. And the vinpocetine, these are uh, botanicals that drain the brain. So I took some supplements. I drank some tea. I did hyperbaric. I did um, the, the chiropractic, neurologic chiropractic. And Sir Tim rubbed my neck for hours trying to get everything moving and flowing out of my head because I couldn't think I couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have conversations with people. I was practically rendered mute from the neuro fatigue and inflammation. I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't think about anything. I couldn't read. I could barely watch television But the only thing that sustained me through this entire horrific leveling experience was Twitter. I could read a tweet. I could sustain reading a tweet on the days I could even sit up in bed and do something. When I started feeling better every once in a while, I could listen to a podcast. Then sometimes I could watch, you know, a simple breezy television show. Uh, but I'm still struggling with reading books. I can read them, but my ability to take in new information, it's, it's almost literally painful still. My cognitive function has not returned. But as my energy comes back and my zest, zest for life comes back and my libido comes back, it's starting to come back, though even today, my orgasms feel very distant. They feel like far away not intense, not easy to achieve. And for me, normally when I'm in my good health, 
I could probably just sit here and have an orgasm without, you know, I could probably just think myself into an orgasm. So I'm very highly orgasmic because I've trained myself to be. So, you know, it's a very interesting thing to have these kind of litmus tests of, do I have energy to talk to people? Do I have energy to have an orgasm? Do I have energy to read a chapter in a book? Like this is the stuff I'm working on right now. <laughs> well, and it's the, back to the, sexual vitality is a biomarker, it's interesting that the orgasm, your perception of the orgasm is so distant because it almost seems like it's an out-of-body experience because you're not fully back in there in a way that your body can grok the things that it knows because your body you, is still having that residu- residual brain inflammation, which the brain really is in charge. The body thinks it's in charge, but the brain is really in charge. Yeah. Orgasm is a higher system function. Yeah. It's an executive function of some kind. You know, I don't know if it's exact. I don't know if it's in the executive category, but it's it's a higher system function. You don't, you don't, you don't have good orgasms when you don't feel well. Yeah. You don't even want sex when you feel well. No, (laughs) no, no. I want to ask you about, uh, I have a feeling there's going to be a part two of this show, but I do want to ask you about this. I do want to ask you about the, um, your your product, partially wow. because this is my own agenda. Partially okay. because when I read your article about this, the twenty as it's called, yes. this nitrous oxide formula, organic citrulline. I've been taking an arginine plex for a long time, and when I read mm-hmm. the information about yours and went, oh my god, fermented or GMO rice with glyphosate, bad words, string of bad words. Yeah. Um, and I suddenly went, oh, my God, what about it? Because I've been taking it for a long time. And yeah, let me send I, you some flow. Thank you. And Just so talk me, about flow. Text me your address. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's um, some nitric, nitric oxide is a gaseous signaling molecule in your body that basically moves the blood around in your body where it needs to go, among many other things. Nitric oxide also has... Um, uh, the ability to, it, what it does is it kind of cleans your blood. It's, a, it's an immune system support process for cleaning your, the bacteria and parasites and things out of your blood. And um, it's also very important for uh, renal processing, you know, kidneys. It's um, very important for your eyesight. It's extremely important for blood flow to your brain, as well as your heart, as well as your extremities. So if your feet get cold and your hands get cold or your nose gets tingly, or you kind of, the skin on some parts of your body is whiter. It's not red like it used to be from blood flow. If you're having erectile dysfunction or as a female lubrication issues and and struggling to orgasm, if you're um, having heart disease, you know, all of these things are signs that your nitric oxide is low. And our nitric oxide, our ability to produce nitric oxide, this, this gaseous signaling molecule, declines over time just like our hormones do. By the time you're 40 or 50, you've got half the amount of nitric oxide production you did as a kid. Or, you know, when you're in your 20s. So when you notice these edema, the swelling, the tingling, the erectile dysfunction, the, the neurocognition beginning to be a struggle, um, it's often that you're not getting good blood supply moving around in your body. And what the nitric oxide does is it does vasoconstriction. What it does is it'll, it'll, it's responsible for the tone of your blood system, of your vascular system. Your vascular system is a muscle, smooth muscle tissue, the endothelium. That's what gets hit. That's where, the, where COVID travels. It travels on the endothelial system to go all over your body and create a nuclear freaking disaster to your system, hitting your weakest parts hardest. And so nitric oxide is super important for you being able to have your blood vessels you know, squeeze the blood up to your brain when you're doing work or squeeze the blood into your belly when you're digesting a meal or squeeze the blood into your genitals when you're making love, squeeze the blood into your butt and your thighs when you're mountain biking. And when it gets stiff and brittle and full of plaque, your blood supply gets, you know, it struggles to move around. And the fact that we diminish in blood supply is also, you know, we diminish in nitric oxide means it just works less and less good over the years, then add insult to injury. If you're not eating regularly, daily, leafy greens, beets, kale, 
and um, dill and cabbage and, you know, all the vegetables that, that have the nitrites in them that your body converts to nitrates, that then your stomach acid converts to nitric oxide. You don't have enough reservoirs of nitric oxide. You have three different systems in your body that are pumps that pump nitric oxide around your body. And in younger people, when you give them arginine, that tends to work well. So young guys that are bodybuilders will pump a bunch of arginine before they work out. And that's what gives them the the bulging veins. It literally makes them bulge, which I love. That's so sexy. Oh, my God. A bulging bicep with a bulging veiny bicep or a bulging veiny penis. Ah, love. Women do. We just, we're attracted to that strength, you know. But the problem is that if you take, um, like, Listerine as an antibacterial mouthwash, you kill off the bacteria that live in the crypts of your tongue that do that first conversion. So you could be eating your veggies, but you use Listerine and you don't have any bacteria to convert the nitrate to nitrate. Or you could be taking a proton pump inhibitor or an acid blocker in your stomach, which means you don't have enough, it takes high acid to actually convert the nitrates into nitric oxide to keep in your stores. So arginine works well for young people, but older people, like once you're over 40, citrulline, your citrulline pathway is a better pathway. They're both good. You need to eat your leafies. You need to not use the bacterial mouthwash. You need to not take the, you need good stomach acid. You should be supplementing stomach acid, you know, Uh, and then take the citrulline and that will help you get vaginal lubrication, feel more sensation, get better engorgement, think faster, have more energy. You won't get cankles. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. the last thing in the world any woman wants (laughs) is a damn cankle, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, that's what I've learned because I started studying libido botanicals and hormones. And what I realized is that we all think our low libido comes from Uh, you know, our hormones being low. And yes, testosterone is definitely the hormone of desire. But if we don't have blood flow, we can't, we can't even experience the desire. So it's kind of the unsung hero. Uh, Nitric oxide supplementation is the unsung hero of sexual pleasure. And um, even if you have to take Viagra, you can cut down, maybe you're taking 20 milligrams of Viagra so that you can get an erection. Well, you can sometimes get down to a five milligram microdose sublingual 20 minutes before sex because you finally have enough of your own nitric oxide. So it's a sexual biohacking stack. You can use it synergistically with Viagra as well. Well, and you get all the benefit of nitric oxide of making the the arterial system more flexible so you don't blow out. Exactly. Because um, and also, I love the stroke. and I love the fact that you also combine it with NAC, one of my favorites, and acetylcysteine, which is also a very handy mucolytic. NAC helps break down mucus in the system. So I take it because I've had allergies and I have reactions to mold and mildew. So I've always taken NAC, and it's just something a great thing to have around. And then combining it also in your particular formula, the twenty, with pine bark, which is an old yeah. herb herb used for ever as long as I was an herbalist and before in formulas that had to do with flus or any kind of viral load, you'd add that into a formula and it's an excellent, you know, immune supporting agent. So I think it's a great formula. Thank you. And We're doing really well with it. I'm so I pleased. I know yeah. people love it because it's organic and it's made from fermented vegetables too, which I think is like the big thing about it is that, you know, nobody wants to, t- once you realize how supplements are made in China, like you did when you read my article on how they take big vats of pesticide laden yeah, corn, ferment <laughs> it and put it through yeah. a couple processes to make yeah. it. And you're like, Oh shit. Cause I was, it was funny. One time I was on a plane with a, um, a biochemist scientist PhD from I think Harvard who was a food chemist and I said to him so do the pesticides come out in the fermentation of these ingredients and he's like oh no those Mm. pesticides are in it all the way right into the supplement those chemicals never go away and I was like that's what I thought that's exactly what I thought I know that's such a bummer I hate that um, I'm stunned to find we're there. 
We're actually a little over there. Um, <laughs> where can people find out more about you? And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Susan Bratton 2.0 as you're evolving. Thank you. It's exciting to hear your vitality back. Oh, it's exciting yeah. to have my vitality back. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Susan Bratton 2.0. Yes. Uh, you can find me at the20store.com. You can find me at Personal Life Media if you're interested in my, in my passionate lovemaking techniques. And you can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, which is just more my personal feed where I post pretty pictures of myself when I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's true. I've watched that feed and it's always like, oh, she's looking vital. This is a good sign. This is a good sign. She's coming back. Yes. Yes. I want to, I want to send my vital energy out to the universe and give you a little too. Exactly. <laughs> so I need a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, thank Thanks you so much. We'll do more of this. I can tell. Great. I know. All right. Thanks everybody. Have a great rest of the weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>